0: Following is not legal advice. Come Thank you for joining us than than and listening to The Father's Truth. If you would like to be a guest or know someone with a story that means time to be another heard. episode of The, and the Father's, at the father's truth. truth at Soho, the show where com. real men band together. Stand up for father's rights and bring the father's truth out of the darkness, out of the darkness and in to the light. Giving fathers a voice everywhere. A broadcast brought to you by the Father's Lives Matter Network. Here's your host,
1: Alan Donovan.
0: All right, guys, good evening. I am Alan Donovan, and it is time for another episode of The Father's Truth. In fact, this is the first episode of 2023. I hope you guys had a great New Year's. I hope you were safe. And I hope you guys are willing and ready to kick 2023's ass. On the show tonight, I have Michael Messiah. He is a recording, on re- recording artist from Toronto, Canada. Um, he's been involved in the entertainment industry since he was a young kid. He's the eldest of four children. Um, he performed in gospel music throughout the UK, Canada, the United States. Um, he got into acting. He's worked with the likes of andre 3000 frank ocean 50 cents mario little mo he's a very very talented man but he's also a father who is going through a custody battle like most of you guys are today so he's going to come in and he's going to tell us his story and he's also going to tell us about his most recent song um, that he did that talks about the struggle that he's been having so let's go ahead and get Michael in here. Give me just a moment here. Michael, brother, how are you tonight?
1: I'm good. How are you doing, sir?
0: I'm doing good. Hey, man, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it.
1: Uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I've been uh, following you over the last uh, couple of years now, actually, and uh, really keeping up to date on things that you've been doing. And it's been, you know, you're really impactful on just giving uh, a lot of men an outlet to kind of find a uh, common ground and a place where they can just kind of speak their truth. Yeah. And that's why I appreciate even the name of this of this show, Father's Truth, because it really does, um, you know, ex- it just gives a uh, an opportunity for for men to kind of have their, their say and, and find a community, yes. you know. I think like men's mental health is very um, even though it's, it's gotten a lot more uh, focus on it. But um, I think that it, it has been overlooked, you know, um, in general, just because, you know, we're supposed to be the tough guys, even though society has kind of blurred the lines on what, um, you know, toxic masculinity, et cetera. Um, but, uh, you know, men do need an outlet to where they can kind of come together and voice their opinions and be understood and be, considered so i appreciate you for that i've been like i said i've been following you and you've got a heart and you've got a grace that is able to uh empathize with a lot of uh gentlemen that's been going through different situations and so i appreciate you for that
0: that's awesome thank you so much for those very kind words you know it's like you said men's mental health is such an important thing to me and it's something that is so so very overlooked in society today. like you said we're told to you know man up you know we're not supposed to have emotions we're not supposed to cry we're not supposed to do any of that stuff and you know when you don't acknowledge those parts of you it's like a cancer it just eats away inside and it will end up killing you
1: not for sure and uh you know, a lot of men don't really have uh, a place where they can feel comfortable to really voice their opinions. Um, they're either, you know, especially if you talk about the, the, the traditional home, they're the provider, they're the protector. And a lot of times their examples of what that was was to kind of be not so much uh, in tune with their emotions, but just keep it going, keep working. And, and at the end, everything will kind of work itself out. But, um, you know, I'm lucky that I... able to have an outlet through my music and this is why i wrote my new record pain away it was just kind of like a therapeutic uh outlet where i could just really you know it was it started off with like just a prayer to god you know um just voicing my frustration i know i I have a very strong faith um, in god and that's my foundation that's what keeps me going and so you know it was a prayer um just being as real and as raw with God as possible. You know, um there's some um profanity in the song. Yeah. Um and I and I kept it in there because I was frustrated, you know, and I and I really wanted that to come across um and not be fake about where I was at that time. You know, so uh I kept it in there and it was just like saying, Listen, it was just detailing what I was going through it. And I think a lot of men uh, in that particular situation, and 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 people in general, humans in general, get to that place where they're just like, "What? Like me? I'm really here. Yeah. You know, I did everything right. I played by the rules. I tried to be the good guy or the good person. I took the high road, and still, I'm in this position. You know, because of one mistake that I made, and uh, one lapse of judgment. And so. You know, my first line is I'm I'm popping pills cause my head it hurts, nervous run wondering about the things I did I can't reverse, tossing and turning in the bed and I'm my, my belly's worse, fighting demons in my sleep, man, it feels like I'm cursed. It was just like, you know, when you just you're you're hel- you're helpless. And that's how I felt at that time, very helpless and you know, it just brought me to a place where I was just kinda like, you know, I'm gonna take things in my own hands. <laughs> Yeah. This time, you know, and I know a lot of people go through those moments and, you know, uh, it, for me, my center is my relationship with God. So that's why I went into to like prayer mode, like I'm going to let you know what I'm going to do right now, because, you know, the good book says that um, to ask and it shall be given, to seek and he shall find, to knock and the door shall be open, And so I really believe in those principles and their principles because it's not that God doesn't understand or hear what you know, what you're going through, you know, because my in my belief, I don't know what you believe. And just if, if I'm just um, illustrating, you know, my my center. Okay. So yeah, speak. no, no, absolutely.
0: I absolutely agree okay. with you. I believe in God. You know, oh, I OK. I believe okay. in everything you're saying. And, yeah. you know, when you get to that, that point, where, like you were saying, where all of a sudden you're looking around and you're like, wow, I'm really here in this point because of, you know, a, a mistake I made, you know, it takes you to your knees because no, you sure. never expected to be there and you have to figure out, okay, how am I going to get myself out of this? What am I going to do? You know, and you, you turn to God,
1: you know, yeah, because that, and,
0: that's one bastion that you have.
1: Yes, for sure. and and that's the And so in my obedience of like, you know okay i'm gonna take things into my hand but i'm gonna speak to you first and let you know what i'm doing you know <laughs> which you know uh and so i was just like look i'm gonna do what it takes i need money you know at this point i had uh i had spent about sixty thousand dollars in course fees it had drained me um uh and i was just kind of like so this person is basically winning and you know the way the court process works here in ontario is kind of uh i don't know i'm not familiar with the with how it works in the united states but i'll just give you a quick synopsis here of how it goes um or i'll just tell you my situation because every situation is probably different but for me um i was in a i was in a relationship which um, was not a good relationship um turns out that the, the person i was in a relationship had um had moved on without me knowing so to speak and had developed a relationship with somebody else and then um, had decided to terminate the the relationship. Now the relationship wasn't really on solid standing anyways and it was my poor poor judgment that that led me into this relationship and so um, with that being said I was like cool that's what you want to do, it's all good let's do this amicably you know uh, you can have everything. I just want to, I'll leave and we'll just have the the, the kids 50-50 and um, work with custody on that end. You know, I had bought a house, so we had to work on that angle of um, splitting up the assets, so to speak. And all that was, was cool. And I just thought, you know, we're going to deal with this because I, I, I did not um, dispute um, the, the, the uh, situation. And I just, all I was thinking about is my kids, basically you know, and that was my priority. Um, so, decided to go to court, um, but me not being familiar with the court process, I was like, I'll get some paperwork, it'll give me a court date. And once I get a court date, I'll then contact a lawyer and uh, work out, you know, what we're gonna do with regards to the case. But it was pretty much um, agreed. We wrote on a piece of paper that we we're going to have the kids 50-50. Actually, I had the kids more than she had, the children. So I, I had them like 65% of the time. And I was happy with that, and I was cool. So um, she kept on filing paperwork and giving it to me. And I'm looking at this paperwork, and I'm like, okay, usually, you know, you get a ticket, you get uh, an infraction, you look at there's a court date. And you go, okay, that's the time I'm going to the courts. So I looked at the paperwork, I'm like, all oh, this crazy requests on here, I'm looking at it. And then um, I'm looking for the court date, there's no court date. So I'm like, okay, cool, I'll put the <laughs> pile of papers. It was very ignorant of me at that time, but that that was my understanding of it. There's no court date, this is just her kind of giving me um, some preemptive uh, information on what she wanted. So uh, at that point, she. A few months passed by, I'm like, when are we going to get this thing settled? She's Did like, don't worry about it, huh?
0: Did you miss the court date?
1: There was no court date. It was just a paperwork. Okay. So she sends more paperwork to me. It's the same exact paperwork. I'm looking at it and I'm like, where's the court date on this? And she told me, don't worry about it. It's just me telling you what I want. We'll schedule a court date and we're going to do mediation anyways. So we set up the mediation. We had the interview take, which is they, they spoke to us, talked about our income, how much the mediation is going to cost, and different things that we wanted. Um, I, I wanted to join custody. I thought that she was saying the same thing. And we sent the mediation. So she sent me two paperwork prior to that, which had no court dates on it. So I'm like, whatever. I still haven't gotten a lawyer because we're doing mediation. And so I'm thinking everything's cool. We go to the... So, um, I'm about to take my, my son's on a trip to the Dominican Republic for vacation, because me and my son have the same birthday. So I'm like, this is going to be a good trip. Me and him are going to um, have a good time. And him and his younger brother are going to go away. Um, two days before that, I get a, a document saying, this is the f- final order. Um, oh, and I'm like, final order? How, how, am I, how do I got a final order? And everything she asked for which restricted me from seeing them 65% of the time to only every other weekend and having no say in anything that they're doing. I had absolutely no say in anything. All I had was the the two days every other week, so four days out of the month where I I had a chance to uh, spend time with my kids. So what I didn't know, which she knew, and she was manipulating me the whole time. Also, that same day, just to sorry, give another um, little bit here, the same day that I got that final order, the mediation people called me and said, hey, um, the mother of your children, and she uh, canceled the mediation. She doesn't want to do it anymore. And I'm like, yeah, I just got a final order. So I ran to my lawyer's office. Not literally, but you know, I got yeah. there as fast as I could. And um, I spoke to my lawyer. I'm like, I just got this final order. She's like, final order? Did you miss a court date? I'm like, I didn't miss a court date. She goes, well, let me see the document." So, the document that she filed is a document in Ontario called a 23C documentation, which um, it's basically saying, once you file it, you're saying that the father of your kids is a deadbeat and he cannot be reached. Oh, and, and link. Yeah. Oh. So, every time she files it, she's just saying, I don't know where he is, I can't reach it. And so, she's showing me this, but because of my ignorance and, and our communication that everything was cool... I ignored. Um, I didn't look at the paperwork. I didn't get a lawyer because I didn't want to spend money on a lawyer. And she, she kind of one up me on, on that. So, she so my kids completely played you on it by she put, telling you, she "Oh no, me.
0: you know this isn't a big deal." Meanwhile, she's saying, "Yeah, I don't know where this dude's at. I can't get a hold of him." Yeah. And so the courts automatically ruled in her favor.
1: They just automatically ruled in her favor without. You know, and I'm thinking, even with a traffic ticket, you get uh, summons, something like, hey, you need to report this. You need to come to court now. If you don't, if you miss a court date, then it's then it's um kind of, you know, issue to you. But this was right away, it was like, and so my world was just turned upside down. My lawyer was like, listen, we got to file a motion to uh, to change. We filed a motion. Went to court um, within the next two weeks because it was emergency motion. And I told him the story. The judge basically looked at me and said, "Nah, I don't believe you." And said, "And even if this is true, it's your fault. You should have been more informed of the, the court process." Which is true, but in in light of the circumstance, you know, I had my kids more than she did, even during the time she was filing, saying that um, I didn't. I was a deadbeat, and I was nowhere to be found. And, and also, just, I did, that right there is one of my biggest arguments with the family court system.
0: And I've seen it happen in the United States, in Canada, you know, in the almost 10 years that I've been doing this, I have worked with thousands of fathers around the world and it's the same set of circumstances in every country that I've encountered. The family court works off of the system where it's the information about how it operates is not readily available unless you are a lawyer. If you're just Joe Blow out there and you get this paperwork, you don't know. In the family court, they prey on that. They prey on that fear that that generates. And a lot of times guys do exactly what you did. You know, they put it to the side, not thinking about what is actually there or not reading it or reading it and not understanding it. And then finding out later, oh, well, you should have did this. Well, you didn't know that because there's nobody out there to tell you this kind of stuff. And The judge, like the reaction that the judge gave you is such a prototypical response from these judges. They don't care. They don't care about you. They don't care that you didn't know. They're going to tell you that you're lying 90% of the time. Oh, that's one of the things that infuriates me so much about family court.
1: So the judge said, because we're here today, it's your fault while we're here. You're going to pay all the court fees. And if you don't pay the court fees within 30 days, it's going to be a final order and you can't overturn it and i said how much is it eight thousand dollars you have to come up with eight thousand dollars in 30 days i was like what where am i gonna come up with eighty thousand dollars in 30 days cash liquid to, to, to give to you so luckily um you know this is a little miracle that happened in my life was um i was at work and i was just praying and i and i and honestly i heard a uh um someone asked if it was a female judge. no, it was not a female judge it was a, a a male judge but um I was um at work and I was just telling this 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 uh she's a waitress, and I was telling her my story and and um you know I was telling her I, and before that actually i I was praying and I was asking God, I was like, God, how am I gonna come for this eight thousand dollars within these 30 days and and honestly i know people say they hear from god or whatever but i heard a voice inside of me and it's and it literally said you're right you don't have the money so don't worry about it so then i was like okay cool i don't got that money and i just laughed to myself like you know basically he was just saying don't even worry about it because you don't have the money so then I, i walked to the cafeteria and i sat down And then, like, this waitress came up. It was, like, actually a restaurant. Because at that moment, I worked at the airport. And uh, she came up to me, and she goes, how's everything? And I told her my story just because I thought it was funny, um, the situation I got myself in and and how, you know, I just don't have it. And she said to me, like, without hesitation, she said, I'll give you that money. What? Really? And And she just, she literally within the next 15 minutes, she had wired me. $8,000 Wow! and she said you know she said I see you here every day you seem like a good guy and my um what she had said is like two weeks prior her basement flooded and um she got insurance money but she knows somebody that can do the work super cheap so she has this extra money so she just she just gave me $8,000 and I was like wow this is this is really like a miracle this is God so I was able to pay that money, but then um, started the process of two years, and then due to COVID, it got pushed to, like, three years of court costs, court proceedings, pushback, court on hold, and it wasn't until uh, last year, it wasn't until last year, December, where I finally got finally got something that was a little bit more reasonable, but I was at the, the mercy of her, you know, and... With, through this process and just relating back to my record, it was just, I got to a place where, you know, when I wrote this record last year, before we got the agreement, it was just like, I need money. I'm $60,000 in debt. Um, you know, my sons were looking at me and, you know, I did mention to you in, in private, like, I, I believe that my son, my eldest son is, is actually uh, now alienated from yes. me. Um Yeah, because of the fact that, you know, he's seen me get broken down so much. And you know, as a father, you see your son and and when it went from having him sixty five percent of the time to to not to only have him every other weekend, he would cry to me every single time I had him and he'd say, Daddy, you gotta do something. You gotta tell mom that you wanna see me more. You gotta tell mom. And I'm like, I'm trying to tell her tell her and she would always say, you know, um, you're gonna see the kids when I want to see, when you when I tell you you're gonna see the kids and she was she she told me another man they are gonna call another man dad that was one of the things that she one of the biggest threats that she said to me and you know it really broke my son down to the point where he he doesn't look at me as somebody who has any kind of authority or any kind of power in anything so from that mo- moment on everything I would tell him he'd just be like yeah right dad like. We'll see what mom says, you know? And it came to the point where he just stopped believing anything I was saying. And so she started getting in his head and, uh, you know, we would have conversations where i try and see my kids more. And on the other end, she would be telling him that um, he doesn't want to see you and stopping me from seeing him, telling me, you don't ask, you don't talk to my son, you talk to me. So me just trying to be cordial Um, She would manipulate that and and stop me from seeing him um, as of times I couldn't go to his basketball games. She wouldn't tell me when his basketball games was going on, his extracurricular activities. And so it was such a frustrating situation to the point where he just said, I don't want to see you out of nowhere. And, um, you know, I tried to get like we have child services, so we tried to get child services involved. And he actually told the child service worker, like, you know what? no, nah, I don't want to see my dad right now. And my younger son was like, nah, 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 I want to see my daddy. You know, I want to see my daddy right now. And so, you know, it's just, it's just interesting how the two children took, um, you know, different paths. And it really breaks my heart because this is my oldest son. Yeah. And so my oldest, you know, I think what happened my oldest is that he's seen, you know, he was around more in the beginning so he's seen the whole situation so he feels torn every time he comes to dad's house it's like it's not like how it used to be and my youngest son is like this is normal to me this is how it's always been so he's able to kinda um kind of uh understand it that way and it is a frustrating situation but um you know now that I'm on the other side of things I could tell you know tell you and tell whoever is listening that there is another side and um even though i'm not able to see my eldest son i feel like as long as i i maintain my integrity continue to be a good father to both of them you know as much as i can to my eldest you know um eventually he's going to realize that things that his mother told him are not true but the thing that's heartbreaking for me yeah that's exactly
0: he's going to get to a certain age where mom is not going to have her thumb on him and she's not going to have that influence over him anymore. And he's going to start putting two and two together because kids are smart. Kids pick up on this stuff. And he's going to yeah. come asking questions about it.
1: But the only thing that's heartbreaking to me is that I might miss years, yeah. you know, until he gets to that point where he kind of is like, well, what was mom talking about? And then he sees his younger brother co- constantly coming over to dad's and spending time with dad, you know, and, and and this side of the family. So that's the only thing that, that is really, you know, kinda of keeps me up at night. But I have a strong faith in God and I know that all things will work together for my good. And one thing that, that I realize is that, you know, even though they're my flesh and blood and my children, uh, God has only lent them to me to be a steward of them. And 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 ultimately they're in God's hands. So if if this is what my my path is at this time. I'm willing to take that that step. And you know, during, through this journey, I met uh, one of my brothers. Um, you know, he, he truly is a brother to me. Uh, his name is Tice Morejelli, who really picked me up and um, you know, brushed me off. And also, a few fa- these three families: the Blacks, the Lorenzinis and the uh, and the Bucks. They really see my situation, and they and they really. Came and, and helped me out, and especially my brother um, Tyson Morigelli Though he, you know, he he we we connected through circumstances, similar circumstances, and he was like, you know what, you're a good dude, and uh, we started this music label together, which is Morejelli Music Group, which uh, you know we're really putting our foothold in the in the industry here in the city, and and later this year in the U.S. and the world, uh, he said, you know what. I'm going to write you a check, and he wrote me a check for twenty thousand dollars to, to pay off some of my lawyer debt. You know, which was such a uh, a blessing and uh, an, an act of of love. You know, um, like a like a true brother would do, and and I really appreciate God putting these people in my life to, to really um, to really support me. You know, and I think. Um, one of the main purposes I wanted to come on your show is not only to share my story, but also to just tell people in general that you know choices do matter. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I think in the beginning, if someone would have told me, you know, the way I was raised, anyways, is, is in a very religious Christian home, and so my interpretation of relationships was that you know it's always the man who messes up. If the man is a good man, the relationship's gonna work, and uh, you know. I'm an example of of that not being true at all. And so I think that, you know, people need to realize that what they have is valuable and that they need to share what they have with somebody who's worthy of of the value uh that they have. So, you know, I, anybody that's listening, I think like, you know, those who are listening on this live, I appreciate each and every one of you that decides to join us today. But uh yeah, just just we need to be more cognizant of our choices because there's so many things that can can happen as a result of those oh, yeah. yeah no absolutely and
0: you know you look at you know relationships today as they are and the dating world and all these different areas that go together and it's horrible it is absolutely horrible out there and yeah you have to be very cognizant of the choices that you make in this kind of situation, because you know, like you said earlier, one wrong step, and you know, your whole life can literally be yanked out from under you, and then you find yourself in this kind of situation. So, yeah, I absolutely agree with you, 100 on that.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's something that I just learned. Like I feel like, you know, I'm at the place now where I'm at such peace, um, you know, with my situation um, because I. I do believe that, that I have an advocate who is, you know, my Lord and Savior that can kind of, um, that, that orders my steps, you know what I mean? And so, uh, as long as I maintain my integrity and um, stay focused, and 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 I've been so focused in the business now, and I'm releasing music, um, and, uh, you know, we have a strong team. We've got uh, this young lady by the name of um, Mitzi Andrews. Uh, we have Oriah. Um, Marcus and and Michael, Marquis sorry and Michael, we've got great artists like uh, SBO Swampy, Dior, Grimey, uh, Kizzle, Flash Miller. These are all just the artists. I'm just I'm just yeah. letting your audience know here um, that are really gonna make an impact here in 2023 um, in the music scene. They're primarily urban artists, but you know they all have a message and all true to who they are. and And my music um, is very true to who i am and and my experiences and so this record pain away is my most personal record and when people listen to it i want them to really know this is a real situation and at the end like you know the music gets a little crazy and a little foggy because it's that decision making time like what did he do what was the decision that was made you know what would i do in that situation so i really want people to listen to that record and and know that it's a it's a true story well and
0: and that's important. And that's awesome that you, I mean, it's not awesome that you went through that situation, but it's awesome that you had that outlet to get everything out of your heart and your soul and get it down. And especially so others can hear from it and learn from it. That's the other part of it: is being able to learn from it. I mean, that's why I do all the things I do is so I can hopefully teach other fathers that are just going down this road. Because I, I think that is so paramount and important that we're all brothers, regardless of skin color, regardless of anything else. You know, if you're going through the family court system, you're my brother by default. And I'm going to yeah. do whatever yeah. I can to help you out. I've got your back as many as, as I can. And that's the kind of attitude and you know what, you have.
1: And it comes through in in, in the way that you deliver your, through this medium um, that you do genuinely care. And I think that's what separates you from the rest of what really caught my eye is is that you genuinely do care and i can truly say you know there's a story in the bible uh joseph um and his brothers turn on him and when when their father J- jacob dies uh the brothers are scared that he's going to retaliate and he says don't worry about it what you meant for evil god meant it for good and so so many times we go through situations that seem like it's it's like it's like being on a in the in the ocean and a wave is coming over us, and sometimes have you ever been like in the shallow part of the ocean? But when the wave hits you, you still, you know, you know, get hit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes you forget all you need to do is just stand up and you're good. You know what I mean? Because you've gotten hit by that wave so so drastically. And sometimes life does that. It hits us like a wave. And and you know sometimes uh, all we have to know is that. Once we stand, and we're not standing on our own, but we're standing with the help of God, like, we can withstand this. You know, there's a scripture in Psalms that says, uh, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. Then it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Then it says, He prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Now, it never said we got out of the valley of the shadow of death. We're still in the valley. But in that valley, in that dark place, He will still prepare provision for us. And so, if we just tap into His presence, because... You know, we all believe that uh, essentially that God is omnipresent. He's in all places at all times. So we don't need to go into his presence. We need to connect with his presence because he's always present. Acknowledge it. You know, it. One, two, yeah, acknowledge it. And then the word says that we should not lean on our own understanding, but acknowledge him. Like, oh, oh hey, here you, here you are. And he will direct their path. You know, so we need to acknowledge that we are never alone. We're always in. In his presence, but we just need to tap into his presence and he will direct our paths. And so even Paul says if, if I think Paul said in, in the word, like even if I make my bed in hell, you are there. So he is he is everywhere. All we have to know is that we're not alone and the word says when we've done all you can to stand, stand still. <laughs> so that <laughs> is oh, the hardest thing to do is to do yeah, well, is to, to, do, is to, to yeah. let
0: go of everything and just realize that some things are out of your control and you just have to let that, let that play out and put it in God's hands. You know, we're talking about those verses, you know, I think about footprints in the sand a lot. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, you know, when, when you couldn't walk, I carried
1: you. Amen. Yeah. And that's it. It's like, he looks back over his life. He goes, wait a minute, there was only one set of footprints. And that was during the hardest time of my life. And then God says to him, oh, that's when I was carrying you. And it's such a moving, you know, part of that that poem. It's like, wow, you know, he is always with us and he will never leave us or forsake us. But we need to tap in to his presence and acknowledge his presence. You know, just because we're going through a hard time doesn't mean he's not there. You know, he's right there. I mean, you think of what, what Christ went through. He said, remember when they hated me. When they hate you, remember they hate me also. Uh-huh. So we need to understand that. Um, and be it, it's a, it's another it's another level, and it's a hard level to attain, where you can just be at peace with whatever um, situation you're in. Um, I believe it's Paul who says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And a lot of people feel like that verse means we can do anything we want to, as long as Christ is with us. But what it's actually saying is in the previous verses, he says, I know what it is to be poor, I know what it is to be rich, and I've learned to be content in all situations. And then he says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Meaning I can be content in all things, any situation, because I will have the strength of the Lord. And so we just need to tap into that that power and be authentically ourselves. Talk to God. You know, in this song, I, I say a lot of stuff that, you know, maybe in my in my right calm frame of mind, I wouldn't say. But I was in such a frustrating moment that I was just like, you know what? I'm broke, <laughs> and I'm gonna do what I gotta do. You know, I, you know, and I even you know use a little profanity because I'm just so frustrated. But that's I talk to God real, like me and His relationship. Like He knows exactly what's what's on my mind. You know. And uh, sometimes he tells me to chill, uh, but one verse that always uh, gets me to, I think it's Romans 12, where where he says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. But then in the verses later, he says, leave room for my justice, you know, and that's a hard part sometimes to kind of be like, I'm going to do it myself, because I was like, okay, if you do it, then you got it then. Yep, that's exactly- but if you... did. Oh, <laughs> but if you chill then i'll deal with it you know like when you have a you know we have we have kids so you know when you have a child and someone does something to a child and you're just like excuse me wait maybe (laughs) they don't maybe they don't know that i'm the father yeah (laughs) but but when but when your kid acts out then you have to kind of okay sorry he kind of acted out but you know he was right but now you got to explain why he acted out and the situation and you can't really deal with it the way that you want to deal with it and it's like that with God, sometimes God wants to deal with it the proper way, and we get in the way of him really dealing with it. And so that phrase and that saying, "Let go and let God is so important in in our worst moments, because you know when we are weak, we are made strong because we are made strong in Him. you know so it, it's, it really is a, a, it, it's a it really is a uh, level of mentality and, and an awareness. Right. Of, of who he is, but not just who he is, but whose we are, that we actually belong to him. and He is our father. And then the Bible says no good thing will a father withhold from his child. So, you know, sometimes as parents, we, you know, our, our, our child is asking for I want cookies and you're like, OK, I want to give you cookies, but you need to eat dinner. First, you gotta eat your dinner. You know, first. Yeah. it's like it's not that we don't want to get our child cookies. We 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 know cookies are good. We want to give that to our kids, but we know that there's a process, and they've got to wait. They've got to learn patience. They've got to trust in me that I know what I'm doing. You know, and, and and you ever seen a kid who's hungry? He's like I'm hungry. It's like wait a minute, have I not fed you for all these? <laughs> You're acting like I've never fed you before relax you know i'll always come through for you right you know i always got dinner for you so chill dinner's at six and then after that you're gonna have your cookies and that's how that's how god is with us you know he's kind of like he has to teach us discipline he has to teach us patience he has to also remind us that um no matter what we're going through he's able to keep us from falling so yeah, I just want to, sorry for the ramble, but I just wanted no, to... No, just... not at all.
0: <laughs> not at cool. all. Yeah, you know, I completely agree with you. And, and you know, another thing that came to mind um, when you were talking is, I can't remember what verse it is, but basically it talks about how God's ways are not our way, you mm-hmm. know, and we're not going to understand basically what he does and the way he goes about doing it. But we have to have the confidence and the faith that he's going to take care of.
1: For sure. It says that um, uh, his ways are not our ways, right? And it says that um, he doesn't do the things that we want him to do. I was listening to this minister and he was saying the one thing that we have to reconcile with a lot of times is what he had in mind might be different from what we have in mind, you know? We believe that when we pray, it's gonna come true, and God's gonna hear us, and everything's gonna work itself out. And sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes the answer is wait. You know, so, so these are things that we just need to trust the master of the plan, because he's a plan for all of us. You know, and we just gotta give it up to him and just tell him that look, your ways are not like my ways, because I really don't understand. I would have dealt with it differently, <laughs> right? Patience, you know? patience is yeah key. patience is the key you know you know because you know and the thing is too we have to understand you know what the and it's just like i always related to me being a father too and with and with god and i'm glad we're doing this father's truth because we're, we're talking about the father and his truth you know yep. but uh yeah but you know one thing that always gets me is that you know god does god never said that he he's going to be understood he just says you You just have to believe. Blind. That's it. Blind faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God because then God can't do what he needs to do because we don't believe. So then we start doing our own thing. So, no, God, I got this one. I'll take care of this. No, God, I got this one, too. And God's like, okay, cool. How's that working out for you? You know what (laughs) I mean? (laughs) (laughs) It's not working out.
0: You know what I mean? I've been guilty of that so many times in my life because, you know, I'm hard-headed. I am very hard-headed. I am very stubborn. And that's always been my greatest challenge is taking the hands off the reins and just going, okay, you know, I'm going to let you handle this. And I'm just going to trust that you have, you know, a plan and you're going to take care of this. That's always been my personal biggest stumbling block is that. And, you know, as I've gotten older, I've learned, you know, to just say, okay, you, you've got this. I mean, that's what I did with my son. You know, when I was going through it all, I remember standing on the roof of the building that I worked at. It was like 5 o'clock in the morning. I was drinking a coffee. I was looking at the traffic, and I just said to myself, you know, I can't fight this on my own. I can't do this by myself. You know, God, I'm I'm giving it to you. You know, make this happen. You know, and, and I accepted the fact that, you know, he, he was going to do what he knew was right, and it may not go the way that I had hoped and the way that I wanted and I had to be I had to be succulent and that fact that the best outcome was the outcome that was going to happen when I gave it to him and, and, and that's what I did and you know lo and behold by God's grace and mercy you know I walked away in full custody of my son so wow, yeah. you know, I absolutely mm-hmm. resonate with everything you're saying down to my DNA yeah yeah
1: and the thing is, too, it's like he's our father, right? So there's, a, there's in the in the Bible it says that he's doing all of this not necessarily because of us, but it's for his name's sake. It's like being a father and seeing someone talk to your kid crazy. You're like, excuse me, do you not know who this kid's father is? That's my kid. You know, like hold on, son. And then you're gonna take it over you know what i mean and that's what it is because he belongs to he is your son and so that's how god moves with us he's like i'm gonna take care of you i'm gonna protect you because of who i am and so the bible says that we must believe that he is comma and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him so we got to believe in who he says he is you know and that's the part we got to believe that he has it in his control and that he is um the beginning and the end he has it all worked out from from before we were even on this on this earth and it, and it's a hard road it's not an easy road but um every step we take is ordered by him, and so we just gotta keep faith and and you know I really do appreciate you and and this medium you know I think a lot of people are finding um solace in this and and a a, um, communal, um, energy of positivity and, um, you know, support. Uh, I'm reading some of the comments here and and a lot of people are, are really tapped in and, 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 um, and appreciating what we're, what we're talking about here. So I really do appreciate you and and this, and this, uh, this platform. Father's Truth. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) And we're talking about The father of fathers. (laughs) The father of fathers,
0: absolutely. The one and only. So we had some questions that have been scrolling by. Um, Somebody was asking how old your boys were.
1: Uh, At the time, um, they were two and five. Um, Now they are six and uh, nine. Six and nine. Okay. And
0: then somebody else asked... Why, why your ex was so bitter towards you? I don't know if that's something you want to address or...
1: Well, to be honest, like, that's a question that me and my family and my loved ones, we always go over, over and over and over again. We just do not understand why. And um, even now, she's still bitter. And there was no... Um, there's nothing I did on my part as far as <clears throat> infidelity or anything like that while we're in a relationship. <clears throat> also, excuse me, sorry about that. Also, when she wanted to uh, leave the relationship, I was like, "Cool." She had um, a uh, another gentleman that she was in a relationship with. That's now her husband, and I was like, "Cool." I even, you know, tried to befriend uh, the gentleman who now, which is funny enough, me and him are able to communicate right very well more than me and her are able to communicate. So she's still bitter, and she doesn't even like the fact that me and him talk. So it's just something something to do with her and her psyche and, and what she's dealing with internally. I don't know what it is. Maybe I, I, I can't even, you know, surmise I mean, so what, what she's dealing
0: right it, yeah. such a hard thing to, you know, try and diagnose. But, I mean, it just sounds like that she's, I mean, truthfully, it sounds like she's a very unhappy person, and she's deflecting all of whatever she's got going on internally and she's thrown it all on you.
1: And yeah. And, you know what? and, and, you know, all the, all the best to her. Like I said, I have, um, a great life now, you know, that I could not have if I was still connected to her. Um, and so, you know, I, I tell her husband all the time. I was like, no, listen, man. Like, I can never be mad at you because you saved my life basically. You know, I'm, I'm upset the fact that I can't spend as much time with my kids, but but that gentleman, you know, saved my life and put me into a, such a better situation than I'm in now where I can focus on my career, focus on, on uh, you know, things that I want to aspire to be, focus on myself. And, uh, you know, I know it's hard to believe, and, and this is something everybody to ask me all the time. They're like, this is crazy. She's so bitter. What did you do? And and being the fact that in the relationship that I was and just being aware of the society's um, um, misconceptions or prejudices on me as as just my phenotype, my um, outward appearance. Every time something crazy would happen in that relationship, I would always record it yeah. because I knew that my word against hers might not have the same weight. So I would record everything. So I had videos and audio of many times and many situations just so that when i tell my story if people you know if it leads to another situation which i I really don't share because i'm not really here to to bash her she is um the mother of my child i have no animosity i have no animosity to the gentleman that she's married to because he saved my life but this is just for my protection you know um so that when i tell people look i really didn't do anything i was really i mean I'm not a perfect individual. You know, maybe I didn't wash the dishes a couple of times, but um other than that, I try my best to be the best person that I could be. And it just didn't work out. That's that's all that happened on my on my end, you know. But the, the after effect has been has been crazy. And she had relatives that are were also in the system. So they knew all the paperwork. They knew what to file. They knew everything. And they were giving her advice. Meanwhile, I was in La 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 thinking, oh, we're just going to go to mediation. It'll be taken care of. And, you know, I had a really close person to me who was just like, listen, don't trust her. You need to you need to file paperwork too. And I was like, ah, yeah. I don't want to get a lawyer. Yeah. You know, well, I don't want to spend money.
0: Unfortunately, and, and, and you know, that's a huge mistake that a lot of guys make is you know they don't understand the gravity of the situation when you start getting that paperwork and you know they they want to believe the best in their ex partner that their ex would not screw them over so they don't do anything and you know they they give an inch and you know they get taken for the proverbial mile
1: and that is uh the, the truest statement in this content because you know. I was pretty much uh, railroaded. But I can say, as uh, I believe, uh, I think it was Paul that says in the Bible, he says, it was good that I was afflicted. You know, sometimes I, obviously I get frustrated, but I can sit here and and say that everything that I've been through, I'm a totally different person than I was prior to this, you know. I grew up in a very, like I said, religious home, so I was very sheltered. So my perception of people and and situations were very, uh, you know, shallow. I thought, you know, you'd be a good person, you do this, and everything's going to work itself out, and you'd be, you know, just skipping along, you know, in life, so to speak, and everything's going to work itself out, because, you know, I'm talented, I'm, I'm good, and I'm caring, but not, everyone's not for everybody, you know, and in this particular situation, it turned out that even after, you know, I thought things were resolved, and I, and I think to also maybe one thing that made her bitter is to, is to realize that how much money she could get out of me. So that that initial paperwork that she filed at this time, I was working a, a job, you know, uh, not making that much money, but I was a, an air. I worked in an airline, and um, so every paycheck I was probably making, like maybe, let's just say twenty twenty five hundred a paycheck. So like. Um, And per paycheck they were taking almost sixteen hundred dollars from me. Which which is because she filed that paperwork that I was a deadbeat and they added all these arrears because we had not been together for a year and a half prior to to us dealing with custody, because I was just seeing my kids whatever, and I was like, let's just get this paperwork, you know, settled for the bad times, you know, that we know where we're at. And once that once that thing went final, I was asked to survive off of like 800 bucks a month which yeah which was impossible and so everything that they can and then my debts just started going crazy and you know it was it was a really bad situation but but i'm grateful i'm grateful for it and it's not still not finished because i because i really do miss my eldest son and um you know that the hard part about it too, more than anything else, and I'll just share this, just because I'm being as transparent as possible, is the fact that, you know, I almost feel like, um, you know, I have to understand that I'm the adult, and that uh, I have to understand that he doesn't understand the the scope of what what he's contributed to. You know, so part of me wants to be like, oh man, I can't trust him anymore, because he's obviously team mom you know, anything I say, he doesn't believe, you know, everything I say, he brings it back to her. So it's like, I got to be on eggshells and all my my family has to be on eggshells all the time with him, you know? Um, but you know, that's the difficult balance is like showing, showing him that, uh, you know, that I love him and I'm here for him anytime he needs me. And then also reconciling the fact that he doesn't, wanna see me or he doesn't want to be around me and he wants to he believes everything his mom says. You know, yeah. so he believes that. The other day my other son told me that, you know, he doesn't he said that he's not part of your family anymore. And I'm like, where does he get that from? You know, he said mom mom told him. Okay. So, you know, and, and I'm just like, well I wanna to speak to him but then she won't let me talk to him and it's just all this conflict, you know, you know, back and forth. But I'm keeping the faith. I'm staying positive. It's just it's just these these years that I'm gonna miss these little middle years, you know, to where he kind of wakes up. Maybe who knows? It might be it might happen when he's 11. It might happen when he's 12. It might happen when he's 18. I have a very close friend who it didn't happen didn't happen for him until he was in his 30s, and he looked back. He's like, wait, you lied about my dad this whole time.
0: Can I give you a suggestion? Yeah. So
1: one
0: one of the things that i've found that is such a positive thing is open up an email address for your son okay and every day or every other day write him an email write him about the situation tell him the situation tell him the truth everything that he's not hearing from mom tell him all these things and then include just little emails where hey you know i'm just thinking about you today i really love you And I really miss you and just keep doing that. And then when he is old enough to understand, fully understand everything that has gone on, give him that password so that he can sit down and he can read, you know, the months, the years, of Mm -hmm. emails, and he can hear everything from your voice, your soul, um, I know a couple of fathers that have done that, and I started doing that back when I was going through it, and I still do it. And it's such a powerful thing because even though these years may go by, there's all this communication from me over the course of those years. So he can look back and go, oh, wow, you know, this is what dad was saying when I was 10 and how much he missed me and how much he wanted to go to my basketball game and be there for my basketball practices and everything, but I wasn't able to. yeah
1: And and i thank you so much for saying that because yeah because actually you know this is you know we call this uh confirmation because that's exactly what someone told me and i made a couple videos already I made just little videos where I'm just talking to them saying, hey, look, today is this the date. I want to let you know I love you. I'm thinking about you. I wish I could get a chance to talk to you. So I'm glad that you, you mentioned that and you shared that with anybody else who's on here going through that and with myself. I appreciate that because it just confirms uh, something that you know was kind of spoken into um into my spirit already and and a friend of mine did suggest that also so yeah it's 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 something that is so important that I'm gonna have kind of like a paper trail so to speak it's gonna it's videos I'm making like selfie videos and and stuff um and I've sent it to this to the email address um a couple of videos um uh, but uh it's just that uh, you know it's still just disheartening like it might be years you know before. I can fully be able to just, you know, have a a full relationship without um, restrictions.
0: It it, it is disheartening, but I can promise you that there's light at the end of the tunnel, man. This does not go on forever. He's going to wise up and he's going to start asking a lot of hard questions that mom's not going to be able to answer. You're the only one that's going to be able to answer those questions and he's going to come looking at me, I promise you that. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. And I appreciate that. I'm just keeping the faith, you know, and, and trying to take it every day. It's just those, you know, those moments in the middle of the night, you just, you know, you wake up and you're just like, man, like I'm really not speaking to my son, you know, um, and, and that's the hard part. Luckily, I have, you know, uh, a, a younger son who is just like, you know, when, when she arranged, um, she they had an interview at school, and uh, another thing that, that she did, she went to the school and she told them, hey, look, I just want to let you know that the kid's father, he's only going to pick up the youngest. If he tries to pick up the eldest, don't let him, you know, make sure that you keep the oldest inside and all this stuff, letting the school know, you know, and a lot of the teachers, they see in the way that I interact with with my kids and they see, and they're just like, wow, like this came out of nowhere, you know, what happened? But but, um, because even though we have joint custody, their primary residence is with her. So, she kind of has a little bit more, uh, her, her word has a little more weight than mine does. But, you know, with that, you know, embarrassment and, and all this stuff, it's just, it just gets, uh, it gets frustrating. But thankfully, my youngest son was just like, look, I don't know about him, but I want to see my daddy. And that made me feel, He you goes, know, I want to see my daddy right now. And many times he just like, he'll go to the office because his, his mom doesn't let um him call me anytime he wants. So sometimes he'll just go to the office and ask, can I call my dad? And he'll just, he'll just call me, you know, and, and him being the youngest only six, but he's just such a smart boy, you know, and, and I appreciate the fact that and it's just, and it's really, I think it's just God reminding me that, um, you know, don't worry, hang in there, you know. It's,
0: um, it, it's that part of it that we talked about earlier tonight, you know, keeping, the faith. keeping yeah,
1: that, keep that faith, keeping that faith that it's gonna work out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely and uh yeah i'm just taking one day at a time and i appreciate you for having me on uh tonight um this has been such a like i said i've been watching you for years like probably more than two years because when i was going through my situation i was just like scrolling on on, uh, instagram and i seen your your page and i just started watching your interviews and the things that you post and you're very informative and you know, you have a grace about you that that kind of like uh, has empathy. So, um, I do appreciate you, and you're doing God's work. You're doing great work. I know that there might be some difficulties, and sometimes you don't feel like doing it. Sometimes, because you're human. Yeah, man. but keep going, keep going. You're affecting a lot of people, many people that are not even they might not connect with you, but they're just watching and they're tapping in. And, um, you know, I want to encourage you and I want you to know that uh, God is definitely working through you and uh, you are affecting and changing many lives out here in the world and continue doing it because you might see 15,000 followers, but you can double that or triple that to the, to the impact that it is reaching out to to, because just as information alone, and you have 13 people on this live, they're going to tell someone else's story, and they're going to tell somebody else, and it's going to spread. And it's all because you humbled yourself enough to be used by God in this particular medium and to reach out to people. So I do appreciate you. And again, I want to remind everybody my new record, Pain Away is out. Pain Away. Please check it out. It's a good record. It's my most personal record. It's an honest prayer to God in a more frustrating situation and uh yeah it's a cautionary tale but it's a true story
0: that's awesome okay well, thank you so very much for those kind words. that that means the world to me because you know that is that is something that i struggle with where there's a lot of times where i get up and there's just not enough time in the day to be able to do everything that i want to do and i need to do and you know i i, I put myself out there for so many fathers that i can that you know, it, it spreads me thin a lot of mm-hmm. times. And yeah. Thank you so very much for that. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you so very much for coming here and, and being the man that you are and for this very engaging conversation. This is one of the best conversations that I've ever had on this platform talking about this.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And it's reciprocated. So I appreciate the, the energy and I appreciate your willingness to, to, to be a vessel. And uh, keep going. You're not alone. Remember, yeah. acknowledge His presence. He's right there with you. You just gotta tap in, and He will continue to direct you because you are tapping in because you you're, you're continuing to let yourself be used. But I just want to continue to encourage you. And you know, you've always got a a, a person in me that's going to be praying for you and uh, encouraging you because just as you've been recognized by God, you know. There's another side that's recognizing you, too. And they're going to try and, you know, they're going to try and weaken your platform. They're going to try and shadow ban you. They're going to try and do a whole lot of things. But, you know, um, the
0: stories I have on that side, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But but I'm telling you, keep the faith and and keep speaking truth. And uh, as the word says, the truth will set you free and set all those people free who are in a, in a situation where it might feel like they're in a dark place. So thank you again for this opportunity.
0: All right, brother, much love to you. And I'd love to have you on again here, you know, anytime. Anytime you want to come on, just shoot me a DM and we'll get you on and, you know, we'll we'll talk the talk again.
1: Okay, thank you very much, I appreciate you, God
0: bless. All right, brother, have a great night, okay?
1: Take care, okay, bye.
0: Okay, guys. So that was Michael Messiah or Michael Messiah. I'm sorry. Um, great interview, you know, such kind words that he said about me and what I'm doing. And just overall, a great interview. You could truly see the pain in his eyes and hear it in his voice as he talked about the situation. And, and as it's been echoed many times in the comments, it's not fair. It's not fair what fathers go through no father should have to go through that kind of situation and be separated from their children and wondering what's going on while their children are growing up and they're not allowed to it. You know, and realistically, any woman that does that, shame on you. Shame on you. So with that being said, you know, that is going to wrap up tonight's episode of The Father's Truth. If you are know somebody or you are somebody that wants to come on the show and talk about your story shoot me a dm i'm always on instagram and i answer i try to answer every single dm that i get it does take me a while because it is just me doing this i am a single dad you know i'm raising my son by myself i've got a job and i've got you guys so it does take me a little bit of time to get back to you but please don't hesitate to reach out all right everybody I want to thank everybody that stopped by to hear this interview. I love you guys all. Stay safe out there. And remember, kick 2023 in the ass. Make it yours. All right, guys. I'll see you again real soon. Thank you for joining us and listening to The Father's Truth. If you would like to be a guest or know someone with a story that needs to be heard, email Alan Donovan now at thefatherstruth at zoho mail.com.